0: What's new? How is the world treating you? My name is Ed Peters, and I welcome you to What's New. We continue today in Matthew chapter 28, focusing on verses 11 through 15. These verses give us Matthew's account of the report given by the soldiers that were guarding the tomb to the chief priests and elders, and their response to the report. Here is what he writes. As the women were on their way into the city, some of the temple police who had been guarding the tomb went to the chief priests and told them what had happened. A meeting of the Jewish leaders was called, and it was decided to bribe the police to say that they had all been asleep when Jesus' disciples came during the night and stole his body. If the governor hears about it, the council promised, we'll stand up for you and everything will be all right. So the police accepted the bribe and said what they were told to. Their story spread widely among the Jews and is still believed by them to this very day.
1: forever. Christ, we do all adore Thee, and we do praise Thee forever.
2: Here with our study is Pastor Henry Hordard. It was Sunday morning. Several women came to the tomb where Jesus had been buried late Friday afternoon. They found it empty, and an angelic messenger informed them that Jesus had been raised. As they hurried away from the tomb, Jesus himself appeared and spoke to them. He was alive in his material body. On yesterday's What's New program, I focused on the resurrected, glorified, living body of Jesus. Evidently, the risen body was the same as the buried body. His was a material body, and he was recognizable by appearance and by his voice. They could touch him and feel and see his wounds. He ate with his disciples. Yet there were significant differences. His body had characteristics of the eternity dimension. While his body was material, it was not limited to time and space. He could appear behind closed doors, and he could appear immediately somewhere else. Evidently, Jesus took upon himself humanity forever. Although fully God, Jesus will forever in heaven appear as a man. In theology, that very important truth of the Scripture is called the hypostatic union of the two natures of Christ. The two natures of Christ, the human and the divine, were united in him, in one person, forever. I can't leave this point about Christ's resurrection body without referring you to Paul's words written in his letter 1 Corinthians 15, 35-57. Paul speaks about the resurrection of the believers in Christ, those who already possess the eternity-type life of Christ. At the return of our Lord, that event which we call the rapture of the church, believers' bodies will be changed, Paul writes, verses 51-52. to 52. I wish that we knew exactly all that Paul had in mind when he said that our bodies would be changed. How will our bodies be changed when they are raised or raptured? In verse 35, he poses that question. With what kind of body will we be raised? He notes that there are heavenly bodies and there are earthly bodies. His point is that there will be a significant difference between our material earthly and our material heavenly bodies. One is perishable, the other isn't, Paul writes. The second law of thermodynamics won't affect the resurrected body. That law states that everything tends toward randomness, toward disintegration and decay after sin entered our race our bodies began to die off cells die and the living body gets rid of them but that will not be true of our glorified bodies they will not disintegrate they will be eternal they will be imperishable they are now mortal they will then be immortal neither death nor decay will have any power over us then Paul writes further that our human bodies now are weak, but not then. We will be like our Lord then, and that boggles the imagination. Now coming back to Matthew 28. Evidently, after Jesus had spoken to the women and calmed their fears, they separated. The women left to inform the disciples. The guards which had been stationed at the tomb to watch that Jesus' body would not be stolen by his followers so that they could claim that he was raised were on their way to report to the chief priests inside the city. We can only believe that they told the priests the truth of what happened at the tomb, even though it made them look very bad. Now, what did the chief priests do? Matthew writes... When the chief priests had met with the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, You are to say his disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were asleep. If this report gets to the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. Then Matthew adds these words, and this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this day. Matthew might as well have omitted the words, the Jews, because that same story that Jesus wasn't really raised but that his body was moved is heard even today and even among professing Christians. It always amazes me how we humans fall for Satan's schemes it makes no sense at all judging from all the evidence to the contrary that jesus body was stolen and never produced the evidence for the resurrection is so overwhelming that no other conclusion except his material bodily resurrection is within reason the belief in the resurrection of christ is so crucial without it as presented by these new testament writers there would be no salvation. Satan doesn't mind the cross, but he does not want man to be impacted by the resurrection. Some time ago, an article appeared in a magazine. The writer called the article Dark Council at Easter. It was an imagined conversation between the devil and one of his emissaries, appropriately named Fireball. Fireball was reporting to the devil regarding things on earth and the devil was instructing his servant regarding methods of operation. Fireball was to muddy the waters and when it came to Easter fireball was told to attack Christianity at its very heart the resurrection. The devil said keep a blanket over the grave never let them that is the Christians, peek in and see that it's empty. And then this writer has the devil saying, keep Jesus locked in the tomb and keep Christianity locked up there with him. If theologians ever really let him out of the tomb, hell help us, all heaven might break loose. The evidence for the resurrection is so overwhelming that it demands a verdict. Jesus is alive and wants to move into your life and mine. Let him, invite him in and receive his life.
1: See through clouded glass Our eyes cannot see As this veil of tears Our present may This world Can never comprehend How love. His wisdom so divine, the throne of truth, the shining way, and soon in majesty you will come, we'll take his people home, and in that bright and glorious day, to see our Father's face, for the shadows disappear, our eyes will then be clear to see the beauty of His face.
0: News, a radio production of Creative Encounters, for mailing addresses, Post Office Box 840H After California, 93263 USA.